should not be imposed on you. Or I shouldn't feel that that is how everyone is. God has his love language and he's written it in the Bible. Can I have an amen? So you and I must learn what God likes and do it. What God does not like and don't do it. Hallelujah. So we talk about the fact that Jesus said a few things about pleasing God versus men. I'll just quickly read. Luke 16, 15 says, And he said unto them, You are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For what is exalted among men is an abomination in the sight of God. Whatever is esteemed, people are clapping for you. You, you are doing things to honor men. You are doing things to please men. It's good to honor people. It's good to please people. The Bible says that uh, even the people who teach you or who share the word of God with you should be worthy of double honor. So there's, not th there's no problem with honor. But if we are seeking the honor from men and not from God, or our main focus is to honor men, we will sin in the process, we will, we, will, we will do wrong, we will not walk in love, we will do so many things contrary to the nature of Christ if we are trying to honor men or please men. Look at Galat Galatians or, uh, or the epistle to the church at Galatia, chapter 1, verse 10. For I am now seeking the, for am I now seeking the approval of men or of God? Or am I trying to please man if I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Hallelujah. Then we talked about David the king. Hallelujah. Then we read from Col Colossians chapter 1, verse 1 to 11. I'll just read uh, verse 8 to 11, uh, just for time's sake. Who also declared unto us your love in the spirit? Let's start from 7. As ye also learned of Ephraphas, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto us your love in the spirit. For this cause we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord, Unto all pleasing, unto what? All pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his word. So the first way to please God is to love God and to love each other. Hallelujah. And we talked a lot about it. John uh, 13, 34, and 35. Jesus said, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another. As I have loved you, that ye love one another. By this. By what? By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if you have love one for another. Hallelujah. Now let's also turn to Mark, the gospel according to Mark chapter 12. Let's start from verse 28. We're going to 31. And one of the scribes came. This is similar to Matthew 22, 34, 35 to 40. But we are reading the Mark account. Same thing. And one of the scribes came, came and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? 
And Jesus answered him, The first commandment of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Verse 30, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy, thy strength. This is the first commandment. Verse 31. And the second is like, namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. It doesn't matter what the church preaches. It doesn't matter what I preach. It, it doesn't matter. What matters is the Bible which was written before we were all born. And the Bible says that there are no other commandments greater than these. Now, let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 and 5. This is where we get the first commandment. Now, the first commandment, you and I will realize that it is in two parts. But it is one commandment, but in two parts. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Or hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So, hear, O Israel, Yahweh Elohim, Yahweh is one. Hallelujah. And when you read Isaiah, especially in Isaiah, you will see that the Bible talks about, here, that's here the Lord, the, 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 the Redeemer and his Holy One. Or that's here the Lord of hosts and his Redeemer. I am the Lord. So here says A and B, I am. Are you getting me? So it means that God the Father, God the Son, and then another verse talks about, here is what the sovereign God says, and his spirit, I am the Lord. No, we are. Oh, glory to God. So it's clear that there is only one God, but in three persons. The Old Testament, later on, I, I've said it in many uh, meetings, but this is very important because it clearly shows that there is one God in three persons. Even this word one is not a singular one, but it, it, it can mean three in one, but it's still one God. You don't have three separate gods. You have one God in three persons. So what the Bible is saying here as the first commandment is Israel. Or the universe know for sure that the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. Meaning that there's only one God. This verse is the verse that is clear and proves that it's not three separate gods, but it's one God. Now, what this verse is saying that you must love the Lord your God, but who is the one you are loving? You are loving the one true only God. So this verse is trying to show us that we are to love Yahweh because Yahweh is God. So now we know who God is. You know how to worship him. So it means that to love God, you must know him. This verse is trying to tell us that we the first commandment is to know and love God. Because how can you love what you don't know? You must first know him. Yes, we've not seen him. But at least we must know that the Lord is only one. There are not many gods out there. There are no, there, 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 there's not, there, you, we don't have one God for each parallel universe. That's garbage. There's only one God. One God in three persons. There are no other gods but one. Can I have an amen? So that's the first commandment. The second commandment is that we love each other. Now, if you and I are to obey the greatest commandments, which there is none other greater than these, we will please the Lord. What do you think? Number two, serve God. 
God wants you and I to serve him. Serve God in the tabernacle. Serve God in his house. Serve God out there. Serve God in every way. When you and I serve God, I've given verses to support these already, that how it pleases God, but uh, we're just going to continue. Serve God. Amen. Number, th- and then we talked about the rewards for serving God. Number three, take care of or help or honor your parents. First Timothy chapter five, verse one to four quickly. Never speak harshly to an older man or an elder, but entreat, entreat him as a father and the younger men as brethren. The elder women as mothers the younger as sisters with all purity. Honor widows that are widows indeed, meaning that not just someone who is a widow who is a millionaire or has a lot of money or a widow who is getting money from different men or different whatever. A widow who is a widow indeed. Verse 4. But if any widow have children or nephews, let them learn first to show piety at home and to requite their parents or repay their parents for that is good and acceptable before God. But read it in um, ESV. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some return to their parents for this is pleasing in the sight of God. And what are we talking about? How to please God. So if you and I honor our parents, we please God. If you and I help our parents, we please God. It shouldn't be that there is someone who has a parent who is in need and you are not helping them. You, do not, you are not pleasing God. That is clear. It doesn't matter what culture. God goes beyond, ba- ba- his ba- he goes beyond culture and all that stuff. It's a universal law. God will not be pleased. Hallelujah. Colossians 3.20. Colossians. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Wow. Children should obey mommy and daddy, because it pleases the Lord. Now, honestly speaking, this is talking about uh, biological children. Uh, uh, parents and children. Hallelujah. I could have easily just tried to make it easier for me to see spiritual ch- parents and children, but when you read uh, the, the Greek, it says uh, people, you, had, you know, physical children. Hallelujah. Ephesians 6, 1, and f- 1 to 4, NLT. Am I saying something clean and clear to somebody here? Okay. Children, obey your parents because, this is NLT. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. For this is the first commandment with a promise. So, number one, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. Number two, honor your father and your mother. So, obey and honor, they are different. This is the first commandment with a promise. Because it pleases the Lord so much, God has given a promise to those 
who are able to do it because we exist because our parents gave birth to us. Whether or not your father looked after you, your mother looked after you, is irrelevant. God could have said, honor your father who looked after you. Even if you've never met your father and you just met him for the first time or your mother met her for the first time, even if your father or your mother is a, 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 a prostitute, God forbid, you still have to honor her. If your father has just murdered someone and is in jail, you still need to honor him. Honor your father and mother. There's no condition to it because we came from them. Hallelujah. If you honor, if you honor your father and mother, verse 3, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on the earth. So it means that if I die early and I'm honoring my father and mother, I'll have to bring the scripture to God and say, God, your word says in Ephesians 6.3, I've done my part. What, where did things go wrong? Your word cannot fail. What happened? Oh, I'm preaching. For fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. So when your children get to a certain age, then you reason with them, which I'm sure my daughter will testify, and my son. Because there was strictness, or the, 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 there was a lot of strict uh, activity until they got to a certain age. At that time, but now, uh, 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 there's no provocation, is there? Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Matthew 15, 1 to 5 talks about what it means to honor, which means to give a gift to your parents. Hallelujah. James 1, 27, so then we continue. James chapter 1, verse 27. James chapter 1, verse 27. Pure and lasting religion in the sight of of God our Father means that we must care for orphans and widows in their troubles and refuse to let the world corrupt us. Did you get that? So it means that when God looks at people who he calls a good, righteous person, don't forget that my righteousness and your righteousness has nothing to do with anything we give to anyone or anything we do. 100% my righteousness is because of my faith in Jesus Christ. True or false? It doesn't matter. All that matters is do you have faith in Jesus Christ? Yes. I believe with my heart and I'm righteous. But we do righteous deeds which, has, which is separate from being a righteous person. So I'm a righteous person who does righteous deeds. You can have a righteous person who does not do righteous deeds. You and I are rewarded heavily for righteous deeds. Now, righteous deeds are helping people. Helping anyone in need is a good righteous deed. Can I have an amen? I'll repeat that again. Anyone in need, especially someone who cannot repay you, or if the person can repay you, it's different. Yes, you get something, but you won't get as much as someone who is giving to someone who cannot repay. Jesus said it. He said, give to someone who will not repay then your reward in heaven will be great because your father will reward you greatly. Amen? Am I preaching to somebody? So let's remember that. We will talk, we will have a series on act righteous acts that give you riches. 
that gives you long life. That gives you protection. Let me just throw one out there, and I'll give you some more in detail later on. Psalm 41, verse 1 and 2. Am I saying something to somebody? Blessed, so read it from King James, we'll read it from Amplified, and we'll read it from NLT. Blessed or blessed is he that considereth the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. If you are helping the poor and you die early, then you have to bring Psalm 41 verse 2 to God. And God will never have to answer to us. So he will make sure that he honors his word. Oh, bl blessed be God. Hallelujah. And he shall be blessed upon the earth. And thou wilt not deliver him unto the will of his enemies. Verse 3. The Lord will strengthen him upon the bed of languishing. Thou wilt make all his bed in his sickness. We'll talk about it later on. I just want to give you these verses. But there's a lot to be said about this fantastic verse. Let's look at God Amplified. Blessed means what? Happy, fortunate, to be envied. May you be fortunate. May you be to be envied. Those on Zoom also. Is he who considers the weak and the poor. The Lord will deliver him in the time of evil and trouble. The Lord will protect him and keep him alive. Hey, protection. Where are the poor people so that we can help them? When you go on the streets and you, you give to the poor people, when you go on the streets and you give to the poor people, poor people, where are you? We are not just doing it because we must love them. We, we must, we must, it's a prayer to love them. Hallelujah. As because of COVID, as we're going there and we're trying to hug, I'll say because of COVID, COVID, now I have to also prove myself to God that I'm able to hug them. It's hallelujah. Hey! That is love. What do you think? We have to prove ourselves. Prove the love of God. And hug them. No matter how they smell. I'm preaching. Because you love them. And anyone can be in those, that position. I've, 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 I've interviewed so many of them. And many of them were in better positions than many people. But wound up in the streets. Homeless and drugs and so many things. Hallelujah. The Lord will protect him and keep him alive. He shall be called blessed in the land. And you will not deliver him to the will of his enemies. Verse 3. The Lord will sustain, refresh, and strengthen him on his bed of languishing. All his bed, you, O Lord, will turn, change, and transform in his illness. NLT. This is powerful. Very, very powerful. Psalm 41 verse 1 says, Oh, the joys of those who are kind to the poor. Let's start praising God. Hallelujah. We bless the Lord. Bless his name. Bless his name. Anyone who is kind to the poor, the Bible says, oh, the joys of those who are kind to the poor. The Lord rescues, glory to God, the Lord rescues them in times of trouble. Did you hear that? The Lord rescues them in times of trouble. The Lord protects them and keeps them alive. 
He gives them prosperity and rescues them from their enemies. Lord, rescue us from our enemies. Verse 3. The Lord nurses them when they are sick and eases their pain and discomfort. What does Paul say? Oh Lord, then he goes on. Hallelujah. I'm looking forward to preaching that series on helping the poor, which is the same as, in fact, the, uh, that, that message on, it, it can be helping the poor, which is equals to how to be prosperous, or how to live long, or how to be successful, or how, I mean, the list is endless because of the blessings that God will give you and I when we are kind to the poor. Number four. Romans chapter 8, verse 1 to 8. How you live, think, and make decisions will determine if you please the Lord. Sakai, did you get that? There is therefore now no condemnation. Now when you just read this, you might fall short a bit because you need to find out what it is there for. There's no time to go into that, but in your Bible study, go back to find out what was there before the therefore so that you will understand what is after the therefore. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? There is therefore now no condemnation. Let's use ESV. Because now, let me show you something. I'll talk about it later on. Go back to King James. <coughs> this has to do with the margins. But look at this. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Go back to ESV. And the, the manuscript. The ESV. Good. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. It doesn't continue. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. It doesn't take it. And many versions don't add the, the other part. But let's continue. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. Because the flesh could not overcome sin. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh by living a righteous life in the flesh that is supposed to sin. Verse 4. In order or order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot 
please God. Cannot. Cannot please God. Cannot. Let me read it in Good News Translation, verse 6, 7, and 8. To be controlled by human nature results in death. To be controlled by the spirit results in life and peace. And so, be, and so people become enemies of God when they are controlled by their human nature. For they do not obey God's law, and in fact, they cannot obey it. Because when you and I are natural, we think in a natural way, we will not be able to obey God's laws, and we will be hostile to God's laws. When we hear God's laws, then we get agitated. When someone is following God's laws, then we are opposed to it. So we def therefore are not pleasing God. Because when someone is, 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 is thinking in the spirit or living in the spirit or trying to obey God, then you have some people who, like uh, 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 Regina's book says, uh, unfortunately, Christians too, who, whose spirits are riding on them and causing them to t uh, oppose the things that God has said do. Because they put God in a box and they know how God works. They know that if God is doing this, you only do A, you only do B, you only do C. And if it is D, it cannot be God. It is the person. And therefore, they are part of those who are walking in their natural nature. So you and I must be careful not to walk in the natural, but to walk in the spirit. That's what Apostle Paul said, from henceforth, I know no man after the flesh. That's why Apostle Paul, as he was fighting for God, fighting for the, 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 the God of Israel, Jesus said, you are persecuting me. So anytime you and I persecute even the baby Christian, not just pastors, any Christian, when you persecute a Christian, you laugh at a Christian, you mock a Christian, you, you are scornful to a Christian, you are scornful, you, 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 you don't encourage Christians, you, you, you spread rumors about Christians, you are persecuting Jesus Christ. So we must be very, very careful, hallelujah, not to see ourselves persecuting Christ. Hallelujah. One day, the apostles were in jail. And I think it was Galileo. He, the, 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 they were going to kill the, the apostles for preaching in Jesus' name. Imagine, the pastors were going to kill the apostles for preaching in the name of Jesus. And as that was going on, then Galileo said, look, you know what? Before you kill them, let me say something. And he was very respected there, so they said, say on. He said, look, th in the olden days, there were, there were these people, uh, uh, justice, or I can't even remember their names. There were certain people who drew a following, and it came to nothing. There were other people, he mentioned some names, who tried their best to, 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 to bring out a following, and all came to nothing. Now, these people, if this Jesus of Nazareth thing is not true, it will die. But if it is true, you find yourself fighting against God. So be very, very careful. And the people heard it and flogged them and then let them go. Because they could have been fighting God. So don't always fight something that you are not sure of. Unless God told you. But usually God will God tell you that, hey, this thing. No, no, no. That's why you see a prophet doing something on TV. Leave them. Even if it's funny, leave the prophets. Leave them. Some of the things are very strange when I watch them, but I just say, you know, this is strange for me. I won't comment on it. Someone will say, ah, this doesn't look real. This looks false. Is it true? I, say, I don't know. But I just know that God is mysterious, but it's not my method. I don't know how I'll be able to do such a thing, but 
It could be God. It might not be God. I don't know. Very important. What do you think? Because we must think in a spiritual way. From henceforth, I know no man after the flesh. Job's friends were thinking in the flesh and God was angry with them. They kept saying, ah, Job must have seen. No, no, no. The way Job has lost everything, lost his family, he must have done something bad. The way this man, he's lost his child or he's lost this person, he must be, have done something bad. Pray for forgiveness if you think that way. Because God was angry, very, very angry with the friends of Job because they accused God falsely. Because they were trying to say that God was punishing Job. Meanwhile, God wasn't punishing Job. And the Bible says in Job, Job 42.10, And the Lord turned the captivity of Job around when he prayed for his friends. And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Amen. So you and I must think in a spiritual way. Do not think in a natural way. Because the natural man cannot obey the things of the spirit. He cannot. He cannot obey the Lord. The Lord. He cannot obey God's law. Those who obey their human nature cannot please God. They cannot. They cannot. They cannot please God. I'll read it, Romans 8, 6 to 8 again in the Wymouth New Testament. Because for the mind to be given up to earthly things. Now, it's even explaining it. Natural means earthly things. Think about it. How many people are so earthly minded? What do I mean by earthly minded? Some people are so earthly minded that they are, no, they, they are not of much spiritual use or heavenly use. And there are some people who are all heaven, 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 that they are not focused on. The, they, there's nothing. They are, they, how do I say? They are not useful on earth. But there must be a balance. A false balance is an abomination. God will never tell you to always be praying, sitting at home and not work, and that the man will fl fly down from heaven. I'm preaching now here. So it's very important. I'm still waiting for you to turn to Romans chapter 8, verse uh, 6 to 8 with the Wymouth New Testament. So it's very, very important. You and I must be very careful. Be very, very careful how we think. The natural way of thinking. The normal way of thinking. Romans chapter 8, verse 6 to 8. Romans 8. Hallelujah. The natural way of thinking. You and I must be very careful to think in, in a spiritual way. What will God say? What does the Bible say? What does it mean to be led by the Holy Spirit? It's to be, to, it's to be led by the word of God. Did you know that? When you say be led by the Spirit of God, it's to be led by the word of God. Do you know that? Do you know why it is so? I remember I was in London in church, and there was a pastor asked, what does it mean to be led by the Holy Spirit? I mean, they that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. And he started to talk about, you must be led by the Holy Spirit, the voice, blah, blah, blah. And it was, no, you must be led by the word. And I was thinking, how? But it, is, it makes sense. They that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God is equal to they that are led by the word of God are the sons of God. Why? Because the... What is the word of God? What was Jesus called in heaven before he came? He was called the word of God. Jesus Christ is the word of God. John 1, 1 to 14 explains that the word is Jesus Christ. Now, the Holy Spirit also in the book of John 
Jesus said, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he would testify of me, and he will only speak the things I have told him to say. He's only going to speak about me. He's not even going to glorify himself, but he's going to glorify me, Jesus said. So they that are led by the spirit of God are going to be led by what the Bible is saying. Let me say it another way. They that, who glory to God, they that are led by the spirit of God are led by Jesus Christ. Now, because Jesus Christ said the Holy Spirit will guide people into all truth and the Holy Spirit will testify of Jesus and will only speak about what Jesus has said. Hallelujah. So they that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. What does it mean to be led by the Holy Spirit? It means to be led by Jesus Christ. What does it mean to be led by Jesus Christ? It means to be led by the Bible. I thought you put it. Yes. So it means... What is a spiritual person? Who the last Sabbath calls that? No. What is a spiritual person? My pastor said. The devils are clapping because they know that you are not saying Jesus said. Now let me tell you what someone says when he says my pastor says. Sons of Skiva. What did they say? I cast you out in the name of Jesus Christ of whom pastor preached. Pastor David preached. That, there's no power in that. But in Jesus Christ. So if you and I are led, of course, we are, there are reason for pastors. There are reason for prophets and all these people. We must listen to them. The Bible clearly says that. But we are led primarily by the Bible. So it means that I'm thinking in a certain way. I want to do something, but the Bible is opposed to it. I don't do it. I'm pleasing God. Who glory. I, want, I don't want to do something, but the Bible says do it. Whatever the Bible is saying, at least think in that way, think in that way, plan in that way. If you are not able to do it, ask God for help. I thought I would hear claps. Ask God for help. Ask God for help. Ask God for help. Because you and I must think in a spiritual way. And we, because, uh, like I said, and those whose hearts are absorbed in earthly things cannot please God. There are many Christians who are so into this life. Everything is about this life. Oh, what is happening? No, I have to do this. Oh, I have to secure myself. Oh, I have to do this. I cannot go to church. I cannot come to church. I cannot pray. I cannot do this. I have to work. I have to do this. Hey, I have to protect myself. Everything is about me and here but nothing about God. Meanwhile, Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to 3 says, if ye be risen with Christ, let's get to that verse. Uh, Colossians 3, 1 to 3. If ye be then risen with Christ, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things. Any Christian, every Christian is risen with Christ. So if Colossians 3, 1 which says, if ye then be risen with Christ. If you are not risen with Christ, you are not a born-again Christian. Every born-again Christian has been risen with Christ. So verse 1 to 3, or the rest of it applies to you and I. But I'm looking at verse 1 to 3. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Verse 2. Set your affection, intentionally tune, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth, for ye are dead. And your life is hid with Christ in God. That's what the Bible is saying. And yet, 
the average Christian of today is he doesn't want to hear about Christ. Doesn't want to hear about spiritual things. All they want to hear about is how to make money, how to be comfortable on earth, how to do things that will suit me on earth. How to secure myself. How to make sure that I'm protected. How, how to pr protect myself. How to insure myself. Oh, yes. As, uh, the one who is talking is insured by the grace of God. By insurance, you do nothing for you if God's... Ah, has insurance cured cancer before? So you can have all the medical insurance. You can do all the tests. <laughs> you can do all the tests. Which country does more tests? And yet cancer rates are skyrocketing. Cancer. People are getting cancer. You think... I, I was watching a documentary on cancer and how they started with chemotherapy and they started working through and they were trying different drugs, they were experimenting. And you realize that it's not changed too much. Yes, lung cancer, the immunotherapy is doing well. You have one or two cancers. But in general, cancer is still killing people. So you see that insurance, securing yourself, thinking about earth, earthly things. Everything is about it. Everything is about how I look. Everything is about how I'm dressing, how, how I can get more money. Everything is about me, friends. But God is not in the factor. You cannot please God. That's the Bible. Someone will say, I'm being irrational. Let's see whether it's me or it's Jesus you are referring to. Who glory? <coughs> Romans 8. We'll look at it again in the Y mouth. Y E W E Y M O U T H New Testament, so that you know who it's, which it, one it is. Verse eight or verse six, seven. Abandonment to earthly things is a state of enmity to God. Such a mind does not submit to God's law, and indeed cannot do so. And those whose hearts are absorbed in earthly things cannot please God. So. I think this is pretty clear that it has nothing to do with me. It is Jesus. Am I saying something to somebody? That's why Jesus, in Matthew 16, 22 to 24, Jesus was not happy with Peter. Because Jesus had just finished telling uh, Simon that he's now called Peter. He gave him a name, a nickname or name, that you are no more Simon, but you are now Pet Peter, Petrus. Hallelujah. You are now Peter, which is a, 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 a rock. And upon the Petra, the, 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 the feminine mighty rock of the revelation that Jesus is the Christ, Jesus said he will build his church and the gate of hell will not prevail against it. Then Jesus said, I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Wow, what a blessing. I mean, what that was very powerful. Peter was, uh, I mean, Peter was the man of the hour. Then Jesus, after that, just in that setting, Jesus began to talk about how he must, he'll be betrayed and how he must die and for the sins of the world and how he must rise from the dead. Then Peter began to chide him, rebuke him, tell him that let it be far from you. Let it be far from you. Then Peter, uh, Matthew 16, 22. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him saying, be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, 
Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me. For thou savourest not the things that be of God, but those that be of man. Look at the same 23 in NLT. So you clearly see that it was an offense to Jesus because of a certain human mindset. Look at what NLT says. Jesus turned to Peter and said, Get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view and not from God's. And not from God's. And not from God's. So many people are, 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 are guided by human point of view. No, this happened, therefore it means this. But it could be because of how you are responding to something. It could be people are, are, are being affected by something. But you, it's because, maybe it could be because of how you are responding to it. And yet, you and I must be careful how we see things. Are we seeing things from a human point of view? Are we seeing things from God's point of view or a human point of view? The human point of view or God's point of view? How are we seeing things? I don't know if you are hearing me and those on Zoom. How, how are we seeing life? Is everything about how I can be better off? Sometimes my being better off will cost the will, the, will, the will of God on someone's life. Or better to say, my securing myself might be at the, it might cost the God's work. Or might, be, might, might affect God's work. So sometimes you and I must not just think about ourselves. Rather, think about God and his work. That's why the natural man, one of the things the natural man will not do is serve God. Because the natural man says, I'm not going to serve God. I'm going to do it this way. I'm not going to do it that way. That's the natural man. The natural man says, I don't need to have my quiet time. I need to work. The natural man will say that I don't need church. Meanwhile, Hebrews, what does Hebrews 10, 24 say? And let's see if it is a pastor who is speaking or is God who is saying it. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 24. By 25 we are looking for, but let's start from 24. Think of ways to encourage one another to outbursts of love and good deeds. That's number one. Outbursts of love and good deeds. Number 25. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. This is a command. But encourage and warn each other, especially now that the day of his coming back again is drawing near. Hallelujah. So this clearly means that you and I must now start to re, uh, uh, evaluate ourselves. Ask yourself, do I think in a human point of view? Is, is that the way I think? Do I think like a normal, rational person? Or do I think in a spiritual way? Do, is my mind renewed by the word of God or my mind is settled on earthly things? What is my mindset? What is your mindset? What motivates you when you wake up? Is it money or is it God? 
Food for thought. What motivates you? Is it the boyfriend or is it God? What motivates you? And what motivates me? What is my motivation? What is your motivation? I hope you are focusing on what I'm saying. Hallelujah. I'll give you two more verses. James 4, 1 to 4. I will not say too much about them. We'll say a bit more about them later on. James chapter 4, verse 1 to 4. From whence, let's use ESV. From whence, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Hey, the Christians, they like fighting. Sometimes in church, you see, I've had to separate fights in the sanctuary. There was a lady who was shouting and almost fighting another lady because of a man. There was another, so many stories. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? So many people are behaving like enemies of God, but they don't know it. Because the Bible says friendship with the world. What does it mean? Friendship with the world, friendship with the world system. Friendship with the way the world works. Friendship with the things of the earth. The world, the culture, what is happening in the world. It's, it's enmity. Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Keep it in verse 4. On verse four. Look at NLT. You adulteress, don't you realize that friendship with this world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again, that if your aim is to enjoy this world, you can't be a friend of God. If your aim is to what? If your aim is to what? If your aim is to what? If your aim is to enjoy this world. Oh, I want, to, I, I, I want to go and see, I want to find myself. I've heard, I don't know why females are the ones who say it. I've never heard a man say, I want, to, I want to find myself. But what is self? Self is the cryptos man, cryptos man, the hidden man of the heart. Self is your spirit. I want to find myself. You can only find yourself in God because yourself is your spirit. But rather, you should say, I want to sow my royal oath. I want to blow time. I want to, 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 to indulge in sin. That's, that, say that one. Say that one. Because that's the truth. I want to find myself. Doesn't, it, it's not, you don't, that's not what you mean. It's okay. There are many people who say, I want to find myself, all that stuff. And I tell them that you really just want to go and do what you have to do. But don't do it. And then they insist. You are insisting, no problem. 
We are here for you. We love you. When you finish, just come back. We are here for you. I've told someone this. And they believed that I'll, I'll, I'll receive them back. And they, didn't, they never went and did what they were supposed to do. They never went to find themselves. They found their true self in Jesus. And they, they never went out. But when you force them and say, no, but you are this, then they just say bye-bye. Because that's what they are looking for. That's their ticket. And you try to force them. God doesn't force. Why will you force? Hallelujah. If God doesn't force, why? how can a man force someone and God doesn't force? The creator hasn't forced, but I'm forcing. That's why at a point, children will do what they want to do. You encourage them to do right. But if they want to go left instead of straight, you advise them, but you do what you can, and you leave them. What do you think? Are you a friend of the world or an enemy of God? Let me say it in a better way. Are you a friend of the world, which means an enemy of God? Or you are a friend of God and therefore an enemy of the world? Do you aim to enjoy this world? It doesn't mean don't aim for money. It doesn't mean don't aim to be rich. We need money. Money answered all things. If we, had, if we had a certain amount of money, I would have crusades every month. Literally. If you had a certain amount of money. So money answered all things. So it's good to have money. And not just for crusades, but to even enjoy life. To enjoy life. If I had a million dollars, I'll take some for God and I'll enjoy some. Everyone wants to enjoy. But my aim in this life is not to enjoy the world. Nevertheless, you will enjoy your life. Your aim is not to enjoy life, but you will enjoy life. Because God gives to us what we don't ask for if our eyes are stayed on him. I think we'll just continue next week, God willing. There's a bit more to be said about this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet. And let's give God praise. Let's ask God to make us spiritual. A spiritual person is someone who is controlled and led by the word of God. Lord, make me a spiritual person. Make me spiritual. Make me someone who is controlled and directed by your word. May I not, excuse me, may I not love this world. May I not love the world. May I not love the things of the world. <clears throat> may I actually be hostile to the things of the world. Pray about it. So that you will please God. They that are of the natural cannot please God. They that think and do things according to the earthly ways cannot please God. So God, we want to please you. Give us the grace to please you in what we do. Let us love one another. Let us help the poor and the needy. May we serve you. May we honor our parents and may we be spiritual and not Canal or natural minded, oh God. May we just not see people and, and uh, but may we see people as people who were created 
uh, as uh, in the image of God who God loves. May we see each person as important. Even the poor, the wretched, the needy, the helpless, may we see them as very important. Very, very important. And it will touch God's heart. Let's pray that God give me the grace to touch your heart. Lord, I pray for the grace to touch your heart, O oh God. I want to touch your heart. Don't you want to touch God's heart? Lord, I want to touch your heart. I want to touch your heart. I want to touch you where you, 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 you will just be happy with me. Lord, I want you to be happy with me. Speak to the Lord. Lord, I want you to be happy with me. You want God to be happy with you? Lord, I want to be happy. I want you to be happy with me. I want to touch your heart like David touched your heart. When David said, I was going to build a temple for God, but I don't see why God should be in tents, his, his dwelling should be in tents. God, you told David that even the heavens of heavens cannot contain you, this tent, but because David had decided to build a house for you, you it touched your heart. What moves you, Lord? Lord, what moves you? We want to know what moves you. What moves you? So that we can do the things that move your heart. That move your heart, Lord. We want to move your heart. We want to move you. We, we want you to be moved by what we do. There's a song like that by, uh, what's, what are these? Maverick City. What moves you? That's an awesome song. You have to try to learn it and sing it. What moves God's heart? What are the things that when you do, God is moved and God says, wow, this person has pleased me. This person has pleased me. The Bible says that God, the David the king, pleased God in everything. Save the situation with Uriah the Hittite. But apart from that situation with Uriah, David pleased God. You can get to a point where God is so pleased with you in spite of your past sins. God is so pleased with you. I mean, this, the, the, I mean, look at David. Compare David to Joseph. Compare David to Daniel. These were perfect guys. Many of us would choose Daniel and Joseph. Daniel was a, a, a good man. Joseph was someone who forgave. David will kill you. If, if, if Joseph was dealing with uh, 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 Nabal, uh, uh, Nabal Nabal will not have died. No, Nabal will not have died. If Daniel was dealing with Nabal, he would not have died. I'm talking about Abigail's husband. No, 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 no. But David said, you, look, no man would have been left alive if Abigail had not come. So, if such a man, God gave a testimony that David, the son of Jesse, was a man after my own heart who will fulfill all my will. Who oh, glory to God. May that be my portion, your portion. May that be your story. May that be my story. Just speak to him just for another minute or two. What moves you, Lord? What moves you? What moves you? What moves you? Just what moves you, Lord? What moves you? Ask God. Ask him, Lord, what moves? What can I do to move your heart? Trust me, it is not fighting people. That's not what's going to move God's heart. Never. Unless God sees it. Especially someone doing God's will. It will never move God's heart. 
It will move man's heart, but not God's heart. What moves you? Oh, what moves you? Of course, yeah, yeah, this is, yeah. What moves you? What moves you? Ask him, what moves you, Lord? Just speak to him. Speak to him. What moves you? What moves you, Lord? What moves you? Jesus, we want to know what moves you. We want to be moved by you, Lord. Or we want to move you. We want to move your heart. We want to touch your heart. Yes, we are clay. We are but dust. Yes. Your word says that you remember our frailties and you remember that we are but dust. Yes. You remember it. But we as dust want to move your heart. We want to touch your heart. We want to bless your heart. We want to love on you. We want to lavish our love on you. We want to pour our love on you, oh God. We want to move your heart. Show us what moves you, oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, what moves your heart, Lord? Oh, we want to have a tender heart towards you. We want to have a ten, tender heart towards you, oh God. We want to thirst for you. We want to long for you. We want to hunger for you, Lord. Oh, Jesus, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. If you are watching and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you know in your heart that you are far away from God. You know in your heart that if you die today, you do not know whether you go to heaven or hell. You know in your heart that you are not born again. You, 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 don't, you feel you, there are some watching who want to say to themselves, as you are watching, you say to yourself, I will come to God. I need to sort a few things out. I need to fix my life. I need to put my house in order. I need to put my life in order and I'll come to God. Mistake. Big, big, big mistake. Why do I say that? It is God who fixes my life. You and I don't have the power to fix our lives. The one who fixes my life in your life is Jesus. So God wants you to come to him just as we are. Mary of Magdala, Mary Magdalene came to Jesus just as she was. And Jesus cast out devils from her. Jesus restored her and even appeared to her as the first person he appeared to. So, come just the way you are. God wants you and I just the way we are. And he's going to change us. So, I want you to repeat after me if you want Jesus to save you. Shall we all repeat after me? Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins and his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and come into my life. Please forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. If you are born again, if you've said this prayer for the first time, you are born again.
you can read Romans 10, 9 and 10, and it explains it, that with our heart we believe and are made righteous, and with our mouth we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and God raised him from the dead, and we are saved. So God bless you. God bless you. Send us a comment on Facebook, YouTube, or um, phone number on the screen, and God will bless you. Hallelujah. So I want to say God bless you all. Let's just share a word of prayer. In fact, we, it's now time to give an offering. We, we, we about to uh, uh, um, g- give you the opportunity to give to the Lord. The Bible says, honor the Lord. You can honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruit of all your increase. So we have our substance. Let's honor the Lord. Shall we pray? Father God, bless our offering as we give to support your work. As we give to support your work, we know that we are giving directly to you, O God, and we are honoring you. Bless your word and bless the seed we are giving. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. So is it on the screen? (coughs) Hallelujah. Okay, so let's share a word of prayer as I... um, conclude. Father God, we thank you for everyone who is watching, who has watched, who is watching, and who will watch. Bless your word. Bless each and every one of us. May we receive the blessings of Ephesians 1-3, all the spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Father God, we pray that you keep us and you preserve us. Deliver us from evil. Deliver us from every plague, every virus. In the name of Jesus Christ. And we pray that you take us out safely. Bring us back home safely. In our Mashiach, Yeshua, Jesus Christ of Nazareth's name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. God bless you all. Thanks for joining. Those online, thanks for joining. And I want to say shalom, shalom, shalom.